Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Gary Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week we watched Best Man. Actually, it's the Best Man. It is the Best Man. I just double checked. Yeah. And it came out in 1999. And it stars... It's like an ensemble cast. All-star cast. Yeah. It's Tay Diggs, Neil Long, Sine Lathan... Morris Chestnut. Is it not Sanaa Lathan? Sanaa Lathan. Morris Chestnut. Harold Perrineau. Harold Perrineau. Those are the Terrence ones that Howard. I... Terrence Howard. Oh, right. Terrence Howard. Um, I'm forgetting the woman who plays Mia, whose name I don't know offhand because I don't feel like I've seen her in as much as I've seen the other ones. Yeah, there was like one actress who... Like, it's like an all-star cast, and then it's a woman I've never seen do anything else. She's very good. Monica Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Melissa DeSouza as Shelby. Right. Who we've also seen in Miss Congeniality. She's Miss New York. Miss New York. Allison, what were your predictions? I had never seen this movie. You had. And I knew that you loved it a lot. So I think I, I predicted that it would hold up. Yep, those were my predictions. I knew there were some problematic moments. Uh, one of the ones I was thinking of, though, I think is in The Best Man Holiday. So that one wasn't there. But I thought I would still like it. And I did. I thought this was a fun movie to watch. It was. We should say it was directed by Malcolm D. Lee, who also directed, most notably to me, Girls Trip. So I also, I like had looked up this movie beforehand and I saw that. And so that also made me think I was going to like it because I have seen Girl's Trip obviously more recently. I guess anything's more recently than this because I haven't seen this before. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had seen and liked Girl's Trip and so I had faith. And also I liked all the people, despite the fact that I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how the fact that Sanaa Lathan allegedly bit Beyonce allegedly let's not get sued look none of us were there except beyonce and tiffany Haddish. <laughs> <laughs> but allegedly she did bite beyonce <laughs> according to tiffany haddish sonalathan bit beyonce but regardless i really enjoyed her in this i always really enjoy her i honestly like There's not a movie she's made that I've seen that I don't love. No, she feels like a rom-com, like, staple. Yes. So it's sad to find out that she maybe bit Beyonce while maybe allegedly being on drugs. Again, all of this comes from Tiffany Haddish. Please don't sue us. The estate of Sonata Lathan. Is it an estate if you're alive? Can be, sure. Please don't sue us. If Sonata Lathan would like to come on this podcast... And give us the true story. Or if Tiffany Haddish or Beyonce wants to come on this podcast and give us... We'll pick whosever side is talking to us. (laughs) (laughs) The idea that Beyonce would come on this podcast. (laughs) Famous for her podcasting. Yeah, one of those is... All of those three people coming on this podcast is a stretch. The biggest stretch is Beyonce. Has Beyonce ever been on any podcast? I highly doubt it. But she chooses to start with ours. You know what, Carrie? 
she never makes the choice you think she's going to make, you know? Like, that's what's so cool about Beyonce is you think she's going to zig and then she's axe. Sure. So, Beyonce, since you're definitely listening. <laughs> you're worried about Sanaa Lathan's people listening and suing us. <laughs> we both are delusional in some sense. Anyway, we watched The Best Man and it was fun. And it was great. And Sanaa Lathan was great. She's great always. Carrie, this movie is about... Tay Diggs has written a book. He's like, uh, he's like a burgeoning novelist. He's about to be big. He's going to be in Oprah's book club. It's 1999. Oprah's book club is a huge fucking deal. Right. It's 99. Our mother is deeply invested. She will only read books with that sticker on front. That's the Oprah's book club. She owned them all. Mom would have read this book. Yeah. And he's written a book and he's changed the names, but it's like based on his college friends. And now he's going back to be the best man in his college best friend's wedding. And they've all gotten an advanced copy of this book because Neil Long works in like news. Yeah. News producer. It's unclear. She's high powered and she doesn't need a man. Yeah. I think she works for like a morning show situation where they would get an advanced copy of the book. So she's gotten it and spread it around. She's a little shit stir. We like that about her. And they're all figuring out like shit that happened in college and who cheated on who and uh, i don't know fun shit happened at its at its heart this is a college reunion movie and i realized as i was watching it that i love a college reunion movie it's a marriage pun intended between a college reunion movie and a wedding it's like a wedding rom-com plus a college reunion rom rom-com and they do that marriage very well yes I just feel like when you when your basis for a film is a college reunion and it's written well, you get I can't a, think of a college reunion film other than this one, though. The other one that came to mind, well, is The Best Man Holiday. But then Here, that's just the, the sequel of this movie. That's just their next no, reunion. The other one that I thought of is The Big Chill. <laughs> OK. And there's others. I mean, I don't know. I love like it doesn't have to be college. Old friends all Old coming friends back together reunions. and dealing with the shit of their past. Right. Because you get some assuming that the actors have good chemistry, which they did in this movie, and assuming you have good writing, which you did in this movie, you get some familiarity off the bat. You don't have to like establish a lot of relationships and there's always fucking unresolved drama. Which makes for an entertaining movie. Yeah. Weird <laughs> you said something about chemistry. At one point in this movie, like the four main like the four main men, like the four best friends from college are sitting around playing poker. And you pointed out that like none of these men would have actually been friends in college. Like they're all very different tropes. Like Marcus Chestnut Marcus Chestnut? Morris Chestnut? I'm so tired. Morris Chestnut is like now an NFL player. He was like a big football star in college. Tay Diggs was like the newspaper nerd. Harold Perrineau is like a social justice warrior, like do-gooder. And Terrence Howard is like your friend that gets really high and tells you about like a Pop-Tart that he had a conversation with. <laughs> like they're four very different men. And, and you were right. I was like in any real world, like the, this is not like what a college group of friends like these four, these four men were not friends in college. No, they would have had different groups of friends in college, but the chemistry between the four of them was very good. And so it makes up for the like com- 
completely unanswered question of like, why is the star of the football team best friends with like the guy who doesn't leave the newsroom? <laughs> like, right. Well, and they, they, again, it's an, it's a, um, tribute to the writing, yeah. but that scene where they're playing poker, like they're, they're talking at a clip they're bouncing off of each other. They're talking like people who have known each other for years. Yes. This movie establishes familiarity very quickly and very well. And the other thing is that they know each other's weaknesses. They know each other's weak spots. And they know how to um, pick at them. And so there's kind of like an immediate intimacy or an immediate familiarity between this, you know, quote unquote group of friends. Yes. Yeah. The... You're, you're right. It's like the writing, but it's also the acting and just like chemistry, which I think is just like good acting. Although I guess you have good actors who then have bad chemistry. But but mostly I think it's just good work from all. It's a movie you have liked for a long time. So what? why is it special to you? That's a really good question. Um, I think I just... I. I like the story. I like, like I said, I like a movie where you're kind of revisiting an old group of friends and they're working out sort of unresolved crap between them. Um, This has some real doozies. Um, So spoiler, if you've not seen this movie and you want to be spoiled free, we're going to talk about spoilers. So the big sort of reveal is that that comes out of this book is that Tay Diggs, the best man, has slept with the bride or slept with the bride in college. And the groom is a very flawed human being. He has repeatedly cheated on his girlfriend, then fiance. Um, and he has this very sort of like angelic ideal of her. I think Harold Perno even like references sort of like the whore Madonna paradox, you know, like the, the groom played by Morris Chestnut, whose character's name is Lance. Lance wants to sleep around with the whores, but he wants his girlfriend, fiance, wife to be angelic and pure and the mother. And the character like appears like that. Like at one point she's like wearing a sweater at their rehearsal dinner and it's like very, it's she's wearing like a white sweater because she's a good girl, quote unquote. Right. And And she's very soft spoken and she's very sweet. And yes, um, she very much comes across as like the good girl. Um, And so he's kind of built it up in her head that like she was a virgin when they started dating and he's the only man she's ever been with. And somehow it's okay that like he's been dicking around on her. But she, you know, he wants her to remain pure. pure. Which, like, other characters point out the hypocrisy of that. Yes. But I don't know if we ever drive it home. (laughs) Right. Um, And so that's, like, the big kind of climax is where Lance figures this out and beats the crap out of Tay Diggs and calls off the wedding, which the bride is never actually aware of. Um, it's all the this movie is very it's interesting it's, it's about the men it's very much about the group of men I think we even said as we were watching that the women are pretty ancillary um, and the women are important and interesting in how they relate to the men but there's also there's like a secondary story of how their friends like Nia Long is the maid of honor right. 
but you never really except that they went to college together you don't get a lot about their friendship yeah and i think i even said to you that in the best man holiday i feel like i actually and i haven't watched the best man holiday in a while but i think i like it better because i think some of the female relationships are flushed out better like i feel like the relationship between um mia the bride and Nia Long, the maid of honor, that friendship is much more flushed out in the best man holiday. You see their intimacy and warmth and love for each other in the best man holiday more so than you see in this. I mean, you get it like it's implied, but you don't you only ever really see them interact when men are around. You don't see I don't think we ever really see like just the two of them in a scene or if it is, it's very brief and it's an ex in their it's exposition. Well, and you said this at one point in the end. You said, like, none of them, none of the men deserve the women in this movie. And we made one objection. And that was Harold Perrin, who was, like, the perfect man of this movie. You and I also are just maybe in love with him. And so <laughs> we can Listen, do no wrong. There's something about Harold Perrineau and the fact that, he, like, what was his character's name on Lost? Walt's dad. Right. I said, I was like, I, because whenever I see him, I'm just like, he, all he wants is the best for his son. He just wants to get home to take care of his child. He just, like, he makes me feel safe. Like, he's going to rescue us from this island. What the fuck was his name on Walt? On Walt. On Lost. Walt and. It was something, like, basic. It was, like, Walt and Christopher. Michael. Michael. Yes, Michael. I knew it. Like, um, anyway, yes. But, um, but at the end, like. Basically, Sanaa Lathan, who is Tay Diggs' girlfriend, comes like comes at the end of the weekend to go with him to the wedding. And he, to his credit, like confesses everything to her. And she's very upset with him and is like... Oh, because he also almost sleeps with Nia Long. Yes, because he and Nia Long have this longstanding, like, they, like, flirt, like, were attracted to each other in college. And, like, almost had sex one night, but then didn't. And then she propositions him. And he absolutely would have gone through with it. And then she is like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Um, and so, so now he like confesses all this to her and she's like gonna leave and then decides to stay. And she basically goes and helps Nia along. This is a woman who is not a member of this friend group, but goes and like helps Nia along distract the bride so they can convince Morris Chestnut to marry her. And there, it was just sort of like, oh, this woman, like women are just like better than men. <laughs> like, She's just, like, putting all the shit aside to help, like, a woman have her wedding day and be happy. And the women are sort of selfless and good. I mean, Nia Long, maybe not so much. But, but like, her biggest flaw is that she wants to be good at her job. There was a little and bit like, of And, like, have sex like, with a man she knows has a girlfriend. But also, she's just very, like, I'm like, yeah, she's, I mean, I'm not excusing cheating. But also, it's just like, oh, she's just, like, sex positive and hardworking and I... Like, she's a very likable character. She's not the villain of this movie. No, I don't think there is a villain. I mean, maybe, like, from my perspective, it's maybe Lance, but... Yeah, Lance is Morris Chestnut. Right. But overall, I just think, like, the men, anyway, are... Well, T. Diggs and Morris Chestnut are flawed human beings. And neither of them... Like, one is not better than the other. It's just they are flawed and they've never kind of been entirely honest with each other. Right. Um, I think that 
the women they're not as well fleshed out as the the male characters in this they're like we see their flaws but we they don't kind of grapple with their flaws in the same way that the men do right and they don't get called out on their shit in the same way that the men do but i do appreciate that like these three women have well there's two that are clearly best friends but then even sanaa lathan shows up and there's I don't know. There's like an understanding and respect among women and you just, and maybe we just expect too much of women, but they just are kind to each other and good to each other and give each other credit. And even like Neil Long eventually is like, I see how you are the right woman for him. And I don't know. I like women are just always better. than men. None of the men in this movie deserve the women except uh, Harold Perrineau, who's, girlfriend who sucks he eventually dumps for the stripper he met at the bachelor party and it's regina hall a very very young regina hall she does she has the babiest of faces it's the same face it's just like baby like regina hall has an age she's just her just face looks like an adult now and before it looked like a child (laughs) this rom-com has a lot of good rom-com tropes like we said it's like half a reunion rom-com half a which I'm not sure is a real genre. You maybe made that up, but <laughs> you're like the reunion drama featuring the best man and the best man holiday. Yeah. Um, but it's got it's like a wedding rom com, and then it's a New York rom com. So at one point, like Tay Diggs and Neil Long are like walking through Central Park and like and having a conversation about like their wants, which feels like a very New York rom com scene. And then at the end, there's like wedding dance. Like at one point, I was like, oh, this is my best friend's wedding. Like, yeah. The structure, I guess My Best Friend's Wedding came out in 98 and this came out in 99. So they were probably being written around the same time. Like, I'm not, neither stole from the other one. But like, there was like, you you know, the wedding gets called off and then they have to rush to fix it before people find out. And then there's like fun dancing at the end. I love it. I love a wedding rom-com. Yeah. I was really disappointed that at your wedding, nobody, to my knowledge, had second thoughts. And then we had to rush to fix it at the end. It just like everyone agreed the whole time. Not in the planning process. That was a nightmare. But in the are we getting married process. Well, because I think like that's not a realistic thing that happens. It happens all the time in movies and like never in real life. Just for fun at my wedding, I'm going to be like, I'm going to like run away at the 11th hour so people will come find me. My in-laws went to a wedding where the bride was late because she, it was never clear, but there were rumors that she was having some anxieties. Anyway, the best man has a lot of good rom-com tropes. Yes. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's also, I think it's probably a bit more on the dramatic side than a lot of the movies we watched. Um, but it does a nice job job of like balancing the drama and the fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I don't know if we would qualify Tay Diggs as like a comedic actor. I feel like to be fair, Terrence Howard and Harold Perrineau are bringing a lot of the comedy. I was going to say like Terrence Howard, who we now think of as this like very prestigious, like dramatic actor. Like those two, those two are like goofy. Yeah. They were doing fun. There were several moments where they were doing kind of like a Laurel and Hardy sort of like 
slapsticky. You know, like there's there's a scene where they're like poking through the door and like one heads on top of the other. <laughs> there's a scene where they're like fighting and they've been knocked to the ground and they're like looking up from the ground at Jay Diggs and right. Morris Chestnut. <laughs> I wrote down a couple funny lines. At one point, someone refers to Tay Diggs, who is a novelist, as uh, Richard Wrong and Langston Snooze. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think all the sort of like punny lines also come from Terrence Howard. Oasis. Oasis. It's going to be. When did ho- I think they were referring to the bachelor party and they called it a Oasis. There were Terrence Howard's character in particular um, refers to women in ways that deeply derogatory but pretty funny do not hold up (laughs) at one point he said something about how i treat these bitches oh at one point they're praying at the end of the movie before they walked down the aisle and they say please forgive me and my wayward dick (laughs) yes which i like i like i like a, a a terse prayer oh and at one point they're talking about saddlebag titties yeah which is a phrase only women should start using they the other like kind of eh, cringy moment. I mean, yeah. there were a handful. There's a couple. It's a movie about four men. The like one getting married, of which is like regularly cheating on his to be bride, and we are still rooting for them at the end. So they have strippers at the bachelor party, which like whatever. That's typical in real life and in this movie or in movies, but. The strippers come with a pimp? Yeah, there was a misunderstanding about, first of all, (laughs) strippers versus hookers. And also, like, look, I've never solicited a prostitute. But it was a very stereotypical image of a pimp. Like, he literally had a feather in his hat. Like, he was literally, like, a cartoon pimp. Yeah. It was just kind of, like, it was just kind of gross. Like, I know it was there... it was it was written into the script as a joke. I'm certain yeah. of it. Yeah. And he wasn't doing any, like, there was no, like, violence or no. like, exploitation no. of these women was not suggested. But it was sort of like. Yeah, it was kind of like, if you just had strippers, fine. Regina Hall, uh, babyface Regina Hall is there and we don't need anyone else. Right. It, it was like that he was, like, overseeing it. I was like, well, this is gross. And then he's, like, arguing with one of the strippers later in the car. And again, like, it's not, like, violent or anything. It's no, just she, it's just sort of, like, she's arguing back. Like, it's yeah. playful. It's banter. Yeah, they don't, they, like, do a good job of not, like, crossing a line out of comedy into darkness. But it, I don't know that it was necessary. It just kind of took me out of the movie. I was kind of like, oh, this is, this is not good. And the strippers are there for kind of an interesting reason. Like, Harold Perrin, like, A, it's a bachelor party, or a bachelor party, and... Morris Chestnut is kind of a icky character, so we have strippers. Not that if you have strippers at your bachelor party, like, live it up, whatever. Pay them well and make sure you get consent for everything. Great. But, like, for a character that's been regularly cheating on his to-be-bride, it adds a level. But then, so, like, Harold Perrineau falls in love with one of the strippers, Regina Hall, and then breaks up with his, like, I don't know that we ever know what Shelby's job is, but we get the idea that she's... She's, like, very – she wants him to join a fancy law firm and stop, like, working with children at what sounds like an after-school program. Like, she's very, like, image-obsessed and seems wealthy and seems blah, blah, blah. And he basically realizes, like, I don't want to be with that. I want to be with this woman I connect with on a more emotional level. Like, they know the same Audre Lord quote and, you know, they connect on a deeper level and it doesn't matter that she's a stripper because 
whatever they're in love. So it's like sort of an interesting like mini little character arc for Harold Perrineau's character. And then we add that like we just didn't need then like a pimp joke. Yeah, we just didn't need it. We were having fun with his, and I wrote down at one point, like, I want him in his own rom-com, and I want it to be this relationship. Like, this, it's very sweet. They're both so damn endearing. Yeah. And then he gets to dump his, like, very shitty girlfriend. Yeah, I just wrote it. It was, like, a gross touch. Yeah. It's not needed. And really, you know, we should be giving sex workers way to take control of their own business so that that pimp's not necessary. Yeah, it's 1999. Fair. We did get, um, the bachelor party did begin with, um, Bugaboo by Destiny Child playing in the background. The most late 90s song of all time. The lyrics are as such. You make me want to throw my pager out the window. Tell MCI to cut the phone bill. Break my lease so I can move. Okay, that one, that one holds up. You a bugaboo. And at one point she says, tell AOL, make my email stop. <laughs> Is MCI even still a company? I, I don't think so. I at once, uh, I, I, along with some back when I uh, lived in Chicago and worked in uh, the improv comedy community, me and some girlfriends backstage of a show one night completely rewrote bugaboo to be appropriate for what would have been like 2012 <laughs> so i wonder if our dumb version even holds up and the batch like the bachelor party is another like wedding rom-com trope like you have the rehearsal dinner and then you have the bachelor party and you have the like juxtaposition between the two dinners or between the two events um and the bachelor party is raucous and morris chestnut tries to throw tigs out a window or off a balcony speaking of the morris chestnut character we i th- we constantly talk about with this podcast and the movies that we watch, like the point of view of the movie versus like the point of view of a character. And I think Lance, the Morris Chestnut character is very much an example of that. Like his points of view, particularly as related to women and his fiance are problematic, regressive at best. Yeah. But I don't think the movie is ever pointing to him as being like, this is a guy who's got it all figured out. Like, listen to what he has to say about women. Yeah, the movie's point of view is not. And in fact, like, the men around him are like, that's bad. And I think in a simpler movie, like Mia, the fiance, would sort of, like, come to some realization and then, like, she'd end up with, like, Harold Perrineau or some other, like, quote-unquote good guy. But that's not what happens here. Like, they end up getting married. And and I haven't seen Best Man Holiday. Maybe come the holidays, we'll watch it. But, like, you said that they, like, in the Best Man Holiday, they demonstrate their marriage as being, a rel- like, a faithful and happy one. And it is an interesting, like... A different view of how what we are willing to accept and what we are willing to get past and get over like the idea being that they've both cheated on each other her one time but with his best friend him multiple times with a variety of random women right but their wedding does like they do in their vows appear to really love each other and by the end of the movie like i wanted them to end up together and i wanted them to be happy and it was a it's just not something you see in movies often, which is like a redemption arc of two characters who have 
maybe not treated their partner in the way their partner would have wanted them wanted to be treated. Well, and I think, you know, the other point this movie is trying to make is that when you're entering a marriage, you're two human, like flawed human beings. And part of what you're deciding, I think, you know, sort of like the arc we get about Lance is he has put Mia on a pedestal. He thinks she is angelic and innocent and pure and she has never made a mistake in her life and she is going to be the perfect wife and mother and he has to realize that that is not true and so she's a human woman she's a human woman she has made mistakes as has he and ultimately like in when you are getting married it's like am i accepting this person flaws and all right you get that sort of in their the scene where they do their vows where he is weeping moving past sort of this this ideal image of her that he had yeah and i think that's interesting i think that's not something we get in rom-coms a lot and you get it too with tay diggs and sanaa lathan's character like you see they're sort of like they don't seem like the perfect couple at the beginning of it he's like a little bit annoyed with her and he's not being super open with her and then he like attempts to cheat on her and again in a different in a like a simpler rom-com Nia Long is the woman he like then ends up with and we like brush Sonal Lathan aside and that's not what happens like everyone ends up in this movie with the person they started right. with but there's been a like journey to come to accept understand and and like take that person for who they are which is it's more interesting. Yeah. 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 It was at one point. So I think it's at the poker game. But uh, when they're like, are you going to cheat on her after you're married? And someone says like marriage is the cure to promiscuity, which is one way to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like if in the best man holiday, we were accepting that they've been faithful to each other the whole time, then maybe it worked for them. I don't remember that. I Don't quote me on that. I don't remember. But. Come. Either this holiday season or next. <laughs> At one point I just wrote, Shelby needs to not. I don't know what it was in reference to, but Shelby Shelby brings a lot of comic relief. She's a ridiculous she, character. She's not a true-to-life character. She's a she's, total archetype. Well, and also she's the archetype of this, like, horrible girlfriend to, like, the sweet man. Right. Which, again, like, you and I are watching this and we're like, justice for Harold Baranu, you deserve every, You deserve lovely Regina Hall. But, like, she's such a loud character. I don't know what I, what happened when I wrote that she needs to not, but she needed to not. But the act, like the actress, did a great job. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah, she brings a lot of the, she brings the comedy. Only in movies is the bachelor party literally the night before the wedding. Have you ever been to a bachelor or bachelorette party that happened the night before the wedding? No, I've been to bachelorette parties that happened, like the weekend of the wedding. I never have. It's always been like a month or more before. No. Early on, like with my friends who got married young and we were like all in different cities and couldn't afford to travel like multiple times, we would do, we would do it like the weekend of the wedding. But usually we put like the rehearsal dinner day in between. Oh, also the only white people in this movie are like random extras at the bachelor party. The one thing that did not work for me in this movie there were a couple of things that didn't work, but the movie is part of the movie is told in flashback. So we go back to college and we see things like as they happen in college. And these 30 year olds pretending to be college students was a stretch. Although 
so I looked this up because like Tay Diggs is playing like they're all like playing probably late 20s, early 30s. And I was like, this wasn't that long after How Still Got Her Groove Back where he was playing like 19. Yeah. And it was a year later. Still Got Her Groove Back was 98. This was 99. And he, I was like, oh, he seemed like an adult. He just was an adult playing a child. <laughs> How Still Got Yeah, her we back. talked about that when we did How Still I Like, I think he was 29 and he was playing 19. Yeah. I mean, I think I said last night when we were watching this, Tay Diggs is one of those people that looks better the older he gets. Mm, I would argue that my ideal looking Tay Diggs is Chicago. 2002 Chicago era Tay Diggs. I want him sitting at a piano in a nice hat and a suit. I also love a private practice Tay Diggs. I wasn't as into private practice as you were. Yeah, well, you know me and Shonda, we... I'm right or die for her. I would say my least favorite Tay Diggs is Rent Tay Diggs. But because of the character, not because of how he looked. He didn't look bad. He's very handsome. I really enjoyed Nia Long in this movie. Yeah, she's fun and has an absolutely amazing haircut. You pointed out it's the haircut at this point she had had for. Been rocking that pixie cut for a while and it works on her. She's great. She's very. She's very fun to watch. And I wish she, like, popped up more in my life. Yeah, I want her to have more work. I mean, no one has work right now. Hashtag time of COVID. I understand that she was young and not really a star yet, but is there ever enough Regina Hall? Yeah, she, I mean, she was not a star yet. She has a much bigger part in Us Man Holiday. Spoiler. I mean, I figured. If she and Harold Perrineau didn't end up together, it's going to be very sad. They do. They're married in Best Man Holiday. Sorry. I want him to be in. I know he's like a very successful working actor and he can probably live on lost money for 7,000 years. But also not. He dies in the middle. Spoiler alert. Statue of limitations. But also, it's never clear that he dies. Oh, they just like disappear on the island. And then one day Walt shows back up and that's terrifying. Yeah. They're in the purgatory at the end though, right? No. That was always my biggest beef. What? I don't remember this and now I'm furious. I watched that show for Michael and Walt, Gin and Son, and not Penny's Boat. Desmond? No. Although I do like Desmond. No. Mary or Pippin. I don't know which one oh, of them were yeah, the yeah. person. Dominic Monaghan. I mean, he died to save them. Gin and Son died together. What happened to Michael and Walt? Walt is haunting the island, obviously. It's never explained. They just disappear because Walt was aging too fast for them. That's such a, like, what a bummer reason to be fired. Because, <laughs> like, real lifetime was much longer than lost time. Well he, was, well, he was a very, very cute little kid at the beginning of that show. And they're like, now he's just like a tween and his voice is cracking. <laughs> yeah. He's not cute anymore. Like, nobody between the ages of, like, 13 and 15 is cute. They're just awkward. But then he went on to be part of that little boy band that had that really fun song. Oh, you love that song. Good for Walt. Oh, but Harold Barrett, <laughs> he was also in Dumplin', and he's very good in Dumplin'. Although he does play a drag queen, which might be problematic. He's now on Claws. He's very good on Claws. He was very, like, I problematicness of him playing a drag queen aside... I love him in that movie. And if you haven't watched, it's not a rom-com, so we'll never watch it for this, but Dumplin' is adorable. Yeah, on Claws, he plays um, a character 
with some kind of like developmental disability. So also we're a line here, but we still stand him. He, I mean, honestly, Claus is a great show. If you need a bingeable show for COVID, doesn't it have the wife of the crazy person from Lost? I'm gonna need more information. He's like the main other. Yes, Carrie Preston. Thank you. Yes, yes. She's fantastic. The whole cast is fantastic, honestly. Binge claws. My last three notes on its own page are just obsession with female perfection. Men can cheat, women can't. Two piece scoop neck, two tone. I think that sums up the movie pretty well. <laughs> it's. Sanaa Lathan's like, she's wearing like a two-piece dress and like it's like dark purple, but then the straps are light purple. And she's wearing a choker and it has like a pattern on the skirt that matches the lighter straps. Yeah. It's ridiculous and I love it. She also gets off a plane and all she has to do is like put on a dress and she's ready for a wedding. (laughs) Yeah. And she looks great. Holds up. Yeah. I mean... You're going to watch it again. We'd watch it again. It was fun. I would totally watch it. The music was great. Oh, we talked about Bugaboo. The music was fun. You're probably going to make us watch The Best Man Holiday tonight. You tried to make us watch The Best Man Holiday last night, and I went to sleep. Next week, we are watching Something About Mary. I think it's officially called There's Something About Mary. I haven't seen it since, so I have no way of telling if it holds up. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a very long time. I'm going to guess it doesn't. I don't think Matt Dillon movies from the late 90s, early 2000s hold up. I just don't. Yeah. Excited to find out what's gone on with Matt Dillon in the last 22 years. You can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod. You can find us on Twitter at hold underscore up underscore podcast. Please do us a solid and rate review and subscribe to this podcast and tell it to your friends so that magic spoon will pay us to advertise their cereal on this platform because i like magic spoon (laughs) and i want to make money okay thanks bye